the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Well, people, here we are. It's November, and of course, right as soon as I start recording, the ice machine dumps the ice. <laughs> so we've got a little bit extra noise going on. We are back in the, uh, the, the comfortable uh, dining room studio. For messed up ministries and messed up uh, mess it up podcasts uh in my dining room i'm here with bev hi Hello. we are recovering from our hawaii trip we got back just a couple days ago so we're still a little bit islandy and not exactly with it that's why this show is just a little bit late coming out today we're recording at 11:25 on show day which is uh, not always the way i like to do things but you know it is what it is, and uh, it ain't what it ain't, so we're just going to roll with uh, with what we've got here. Uh, thank you for being here. I want to invite you to uh, follow us on our social medias. Um, I don't do anything with Twitter. I've given up on Twitter, uh, or X, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Elon Musk can have his rockets and his cuckoo. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm away from that. It's, I'm done with that now. Uh, but uh, we are still on the Instagrams. And we're still on the Facebook occasionally, so uh, check us out there. Uh, send me a note at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or send me a uh, text or give me a phone call at 760-608-1942. Would love to hear from you. I was just looking at my my ideas here for the shows coming up. I've got uh, quite a bit of music still uh, going into uh, almost into February, it looks like. I've got words through January uh, 2nd, um, but I need some show ideas, some show topics, so I need you to play a, a role in that. I need you to, to come on and tell your story and uh, share your story with the world because someone needs to hear it. So call me at 760-608-1942 or drop me a line and uh, we can get you hooked up with that. Or if you've just got something that you think is an interesting topic for us to bat around here with the, uh, the Mess It Up people that might be on, um, do that too because I like to have just show topics as well. Thank you for participating. Thank you for your prayers and we really appreciate all of you who do that. If you want to be a financial donor to the show, super easy, text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA, that's 925-5722. Uh, we appreciate all of our donors. That is tax deductible, so we'll be getting, gosh, we're here in November, so we got November and December. For tax deductions, we'll be getting out uh, tax receipts for you in uh, our statements in January for all of you who do that. So uh, don't forget to sign up if you want to get a little tax deduction. If you maybe maybe you're one of those people who made a little bit too much money this year and you just need to to get a deduction and you'd love to make a donation to us, we'd love to have that <clears throat> to uh, help out with the ministry. We are. I just got a very exciting email today from Prison Fellowship. We should be starting up in the prison uh at the end of november uh so in about three short weeks here four short weeks we should be back in the prison i'm very excited Yippee. about that and uh, that is an expensive venture because it takes a lot of money and gas to get our, our missionaries and our volunteers back and forth so um, that's what your money goes to help uh, support it helps to uh, keep us on the air with our hosting so really really appreciate all of you who do that you are um, 
you're very necessary to this ministry and we we don't overlook that so bev uh you listen each morning uh, i don't get to talk to my wife in the morning because she is very busy with her stuff air quotes <laughs> stuff uh that she does i have my routine you probably have your morning routine but part of bev's morning routine is listening to uh, a podcast called the daily dose which is an audio it's also video i think they do it on youtube so you can watch if you like to but it comes out of uh north, north coast, coast church in uh, in san diego county and she's been doing that now for quite a long time and she just gets a little daily dose of, of love and she was listening to one a while back and i put an idea that she had in here into my um ideas list so bev can you just briefly uh talk about what the daily dose is yeah they um it doesn't matter whether you attend north coast church or not however the daily doses do come out of they're kind of a um, they take points from the Sunday morning sermons. A little bit of a companion to the yeah, sermon series. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they kind of go along with maybe the topic or whatever. But they give you maybe three or four minutes of just something to think about for the day. Maybe um, uh, a new angle on a scripture or an idea. Um, and they're just always super positive and just give you something to think about. Um, I just, I love it. I think I've been listening to it for maybe three or four years now. And uh, we, well we've had some people time. on from the Daily Dose yes, show uh, as a guest in the past as well. So yeah, it's an uh, interesting uh, thing to do. How often does it come out, Bev? Uh, every weekday. So it's pretty Monday, much daily. Monday through Friday, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. and it, it doesn't take a long time. So no. uh, we encourage you to check that out if you look up North Coast Church and Daily Dose. I'm sure you'll be able to find those things. I can try to remember to put the, a link in the show notes for us on that. <clears throat> but the one that you were listening to uh, a week or so, well, I guess it's been a month or two or so like that ago, but a while back, you talked about freedom, and I thought it was kind of interesting. It was a... A quote, something along the lines of, and I don't have it exactly, but something along the lines of freedom is when you have nothing left to hold on to, which kind of goes along with uh, the Janis Joplin line uh, that freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. Um, <clears throat> why did that stick out to you, Bev? I think because it seems so opposite of how the world operates. Um, I know that that Jesus tells us over and over that there will be, you know, conflict in this world and people will look at things differently than we do. There is a possibility of persecution, mild or, or full-blown. Um, but this one stuck with me because it, we talk about freedom a lot in America. Um, and nobody really knows what freedom is, you know, like I've heard people say something about my freedom uh, stops at the end of your nose or, you know, I, I, I don't know. There's just so many things flying around about the word freedom. And this one really stopped me in my tracks because I had never thought about freedom as a something that could be in the context of having nothing. Mm. It feels like freedom means having everything. Uh, With having, the ability to have everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just seems, it just caught my attention because it was like, hmm, 
I never thought about that before. Well, and it's, it's, you know, so much of our life. We spent a couple of weeks with the grandsons. And our, our younger, younger in Hawaii, uh, Camden, is half years old. Is spent pursuing what he wants. Uh, when he wants something, he tries to get it, uh, tries to get people to give it to him. And that's what his life consists of is, I want this, so I'm going to go get that. As, as we're younger, that's what our life is. I want food. I cry for it. And, you know, somebody gives me food. Uh, last night, Camden was uh, looking. I was, I was on the phone with him, and he was um, going to... Uh, he, was, uh, he was trying to get me to do something to him, and it was throwing him on the bed. And... It was not anything that we understood because he was like just making these weird gestures and I was just making weird gestures to Beth. I noticed the refrigerator door was open instead of just saying, hey, can you close the refrigerator door? I'm, I'm doing pantomime while I'm trying oh to talk. Gosh. So I apologize. I'm trying to read but, all these yeah, pointings. She's like, huh? Like, huh? Why do you want me to get out of here? You just asked me to do the show with you. <laughs> yes. It would have been so much less uh, awkward to just say the words. Um, I'm still uh, this many years into it that Camden was trying to get me to, or get his dad to throw him on the bed. Because when I was there, I would pick him up and I'd throw him and flip him around and, and he liked doing that. And so he was trying to get his dad to do that. And that was the only concern he had was, was I want this to happen. And dad's only concern was, I want to find out what it is that my, my son needs so I can meet his, his need or his desire. And we do that as children, and nobody really bats much of an eye at that. But as adults, you know, at some point, we need to uh, temper that desire to just have what we want. But it becomes difficult to do that, especially depending on how we are uh, raised and how we, you know, what, what our life situation is as we become adults. Uh, some people are more privileged than others, and you can see them getting that. You see, um, you know, I think about these uh, social media influencers who just have and, and seek out what they want, and, and, and we see that as freedom. Um, the ability to have the money to just do whatever I want, people see that as freedom. Uh, but that doesn't always have to be what freedom is. And, and that doesn't always have to be how we exercise it. Uh, I watched a, a documentary last night on Netflix called Sly. It's about Sylvester Stallone. And uh, in the documentary, he was packing up his house in Hollywood and apparently moving out of it. They didn't really get into that. They sort of alluded to some of the things, but didn't really say everything. But he says something along the lines of, you know, that that's, that's the ultimate challenge is taking everything you have and everything you've known and just getting rid of it and starting fresh. And that was his new freedom um, because he, he was so trapped by what he had that he had been chasing that that became the prison, the money, the fame, the status, the top movies, the whatever it is. We, we get trapped by these and we can call them addictions. We can call them habits. We can call them personality flaws or traits or or just annoyances to people but the stuff that we chase can easily take away our freedom even though we think we're free to get it it 
that thing that I sought as freedom becomes a prison to me so often. Yeah, I um, I was listening to something the other day. It may have actually come from the Daily Dose as well, but uh, no, it didn't. It doesn't matter. Um, they were talking about how, uh, and I, I'm trying to make this tie in with the freedom thought. So if I forget that, help me. Listen, to you just heard me ramble about trying to get you to close a refrigerator That's and okay. camp, and you don't have to tie anything to anything. That's okay. Uh, anyway, the whole point of this little sermonette was to say that uh, Jesus calls us, then Jesus names us. They were pointing to the disciples. He calls us, then he names us. And then he he sends us. And in there, the pastor was saying also that Jesus doesn't need us. God doesn't need us, but he wants us. And that's the reason why he, he does all that, to call us and, and send us, name us. Um, and so in that, I was thinking, all right, <clears throat> how have I lived my life up until this point? Well, I remember accepting Jesus when I was really young, and I felt like to be a follower of Jesus meant to do X, Y, Z, do all these things, uh, try to be like Jesus, try to tell others about Jesus, try to try to do the right things instead of the wrong things, to resist temptation. And now as I'm getting older and older, I'm realizing it's not about any of that. It's not, for me, it's not pursuing, uh, doing the right thing. It's all wrapped up in one word, and that is surrender. So the more I give up, the more I find that I, I draw closer to God. Now, why do I mention that? Because I would never think that surrender and freedom would go together. Mm-hmm. When we watch a, a movie on TV or whatever, you know, during a war, if somebody brings out the white flag and surrenders, that doesn't mean they're signing up for freedom. It means they're signing up for um, becoming prisoners. But in this context, um, going back to our original idea that freedom is when you have nothing else to lose, it just, it's really, is the word paradoxical, I guess. It doesn't make sense to me on one plane, but then, you know, it does make sense in another way, that when we surrender, we have got nothing else to lose, which is what really God requires of us, is to be done with ourselves. With mm-hmm. You were just talking about Sylvester Stallone, and uh, I wasn't watching that with you, but I think that's a very interesting concept in order for him to find freedom or peace to get rid of everything that you have. Um, and that, that does kind of fall in line with our, our topic today. Yeah, yeah. And, and it uh, kind of falls in line with uh, uh, the song that I'm using for our song of the week as well this week. This is a, a new one from the, uh, the newest album from Blue October uh, that came out uh, in October. And uh, it's a song called Sobriety. So we're going to give you about 90 seconds of it uh, to give a little snippet. We'll come back and talk about that and talk more about freedom. So right now, we're going to give you 90 seconds of a new one from Blue October called Sobriety. Better than before. 
tracks recording now we came back it's it's, it's always rough coming back from a, a vacation because not everything's working exactly the way i'd hoped for and i've got to get back into my my uh, repeatable routines and my workflow and uh, so it's just sometimes difficult and today's just a little bit difficult so um we were talking in the break about the song and um uh, what did you say about the song bev i i said I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um I I love his music um because of the struggle that he has with where he's been in life. Um his his sobriety needing it getting it uh, maintaining it i just i can relate to his um i don't know his 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 lyrics and his words they just they they prod a part of my brain that nothing else prods there's there's no other music or movie or book or anything that stimulates my mind the way that this does and i just really um latch into what it is and and I think a lot of it is is not just the lyrics I think a lot of it is the 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 mood the tone the sounds um the the production of it it's a, an entire piece of art uh to me that's that's speaking but um the part that stood out to you Bev you you were talking about the the chorus yeah um I I do want to say I do love that I love the mood um of the music I like that kind of spacey airy drifting Mm -hmm. kind of feel to it i do love that um rise above the earth and feel the wind below the wings i'm spreading open up to fly over this peace i'm seeking um obviously i always end up rolling it back to the context of being a christian believer and um yeah, at, although I, I like that feel of like floating over the earth and flying and spreading my wings and feeling that freedom, um, I don't know how to hear the hope in this song. I can't find it because it seems like he's talking a lot about what he can do or what he can feel. And I, I don't I don't see the lyric in there that says that God is holding me, and, and that doesn't matter. He he's may not be a Christian believer. He, he is. Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know, but that just um, I like to think that God is the one holding me up, and this is why I'm not always a good guest on this show because I can't I can't talk about stuff like this unless it's black and white, um, but but I feel like. I, I don't know. I, I told you I didn't understand this song. So and when you okay. threw the mic to me, then no, I was like okay. stumped. Yeah, no, and and yeah. the, the reason that I do that is um, 
I mean, but partially to challenge, not just you, but but our listeners, I'm sure you're not the only person who thinks the same way. And they don't have necessarily the benefit of hearing the entire song. They got, you know, they just got 90 seconds of it. Right. Uh, which may or may not be the part that you talked about. Um, but I think this is part of the challenge in life is to to see where our Christianity is and where our faith takes us and how does it get meted out? How does it get exposed for ourselves and for the world? Um, I, I know from um, conversations that I've heard with Justin, the, the singer and songwriter, and actually having talked to him um, that he does profess to be a Christian and um, attributes his sobriety to uh, his work with NA and having you know God as his higher power. Um, uh, so I know that that's, that's part of it. Um, but I see this song um, as looking at, at what his sobriety is. And his sobriety is, he's a few years into sobriety now, um, still single digits uh, at this point, but, but a few years in. And uh, in, in verse two, it says, all that's stolen, leave me with all that. Blame it on my heart that's broken. Blame it on the door left open. Leave me with all that. And I see that as him taking responsibility for the things. You know, if you follow him, if you follow Blue October or, or Justin uh, Furstenfeld on Instagram, what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of stuff with him and people in recovery. Because uh, when he's out, he, that's the pictures he takes. He takes very few pictures of himself. It's either going to be him and fans that he's run into who are in recovery or, or uh, dealing with recovery issues, or it's going to be him and his kids uh, because he lost all of that mm. with his um, drug addiction. His children were taken away from him and his you know career was on the brink and just everything was was gone and and I see you know him saying you know look I did that and I now have the freedom because I don't have all that I don't have to keep that secret and that's for me where my freedom comes from is the lack of of secrets and and it says you know the part that you pointed out the peace I'm seeking um and and you know I see that God gives me wings to rise up and see peace. Sometimes I pray in my prayers, not for success, but for hope. Just show me hope. Uh, because sometimes I don't feel like I see the hope. Sometimes I feel like I've been hit from too many sides and I just want to quit or give up. And I need hope. And and that's what I see here. That's what I hear in this song. It's like, okay, God gives me the, the wind and I spread my wings and he's flying. I'm not flying. Airplane doesn't fly. An airplane is a, a victim of a vacuum that gets created because of its wings and the thrust it's get. But there's so many more things. And, and I'm not doing anything in my recovery. I'm working it. I'm walking the steps out. But I'm doing it through the power of Christ. And, and it takes both. You know, the power of Christ was there before I was. <laughs> and I had access to the power of Christ before I got into recovery. So it wasn't the power of Christ that made me recover. It was me tapping into the power of Christ to do the things that I needed to do for my recovery because I still had. The power of Christ does not uh, 
circumvent, supersede, or eradicate my free will. Right. I've still got that. So I still have to make the choice of what I'm going to use. Having access to power does not mean that you use power. Uh, when, when we were taxiing down the runway, we were cruising along at, I don't know how many miles an hour, 10, 15, 20 miles an hour. That plane can do several hundred, mm -hmm. but we weren't. We had the power. We just weren't tapping into all that power because it wasn't, it wasn't the time and it wasn't the choice of the, um, the pilot. And, and perhaps that's not a great example because that was a wise thing. And, and me not tapping into Christ's power is not a wise thing, but it's, it's just that similar idea of like, um, well, like you said before, God, Christ didn't need his disciples. He chose them. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I need to choose to have Christ in my recovery and, and move along that way. So that way I can fly. Well, and, and I never, I never really looked at that and that song that we just uh, listened to. Uh, I never looked at that the way you just described it to me. And at the very, very least, the song reminds me that there are people out there. Maybe today I don't feel like I'm struggling, but there are people out there that are, and holding on very tightly to their sobriety because they have to because there's they know what life was like before and i need to be empathetic toward those people that are walking through that and i believe me i'm not saying i've arrived i am that is not my point because tomorrow i will be that person struggling and somebody else will reach into my life and give me hope yeah but um it is really good to think that um that we can partner with people like that and that people can partner with us when we're walking through those hard things because we need each other. Yeah. We not only need each other, we, we want each other. It's a good thing that God made us the way he did so that we we want other people. I, I'm one of those people that like tries to isolate. When I am struggling, I, I want to push everybody back and I, I want to just be stuck in my own little head. Um, have my own little pity party, but I, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, you know, when, when, if I'm out there in the ocean drowning, I don't need my own boat. I need a boat. Right. I need, I need something that right. floats. And if, if a person comes up and has a boat, I'm not going to say, wait, I'll wait for my own. Right. I'll, I like my solitude. I need right. my elbow room. I'm like, get me on that boat. Please, I'll, I'll use your boat. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when we're in recovery, if I've got the boat of Christ and I've got my relationship and I come across people who don't, I can bring them into my boat. Yes. And show them how the boat works and, and show them, look, this is a better way. And then eventually they can get their own boat. They can get their own Jesus. Um, but, you know, sometimes we just need to, I feel it's, it's important for us to understand the people that don't have the boat. Right, sure. You know, it's it's so easy just to sit on my yacht, kick back, look for some sunny days and and cruise, but we need the rain. I mean, we just spent two weeks in Hawaii and we lost zero hours of vacation time to rain, which is strange because Hilo is the wettest city in America and we got no rain, but what that meant was all the lawns were, were 
dried up and brown. The rivers were small. The waterfalls were, you know, barely there. And we love the sunshine. It's nice, but we need the rain. Uh, the, the, the rain provides the water that gives the sustenance. And um, I think, you know, that 12th step is going out and giving back. And, and if we're looking for people, if we're trying to seek and save the lost, but we're not seeking the lost or we're pushing them away when we see them. Uh, we just had a, a conversation with a guy about his despisal of, of Halloween. Well, if we're, if we're pushing away the world because we don't want to be part of their scene because it's evil, and I'm not saying it's not, but what I'm saying is we'll never reach those people if we don't reach those people. Right, right. And if our mission is to seek and save the lost, how can we do that if we don't seek them? We can't save them if we don't seek them. It's not good enough for us to sit in our ivory tower with our holier-than-thou attitude, hands up, speaking in tongues, out onto the city, and is hoping that that works. That's not what Jesus did. Satan took Jesus up to the mountain and stood him over the city. And Jesus came back down off the mountain and went in with, got in with the people. Right, you know, right. If, if that's the way Jesus does it, yeah. maybe it's a good way for me to try it too. Yeah, that is a better way yeah. for sure. Yeah. So um, freedom is... Uh, it's an interesting concept. It's a slippery concept. It's It's got so many facets. Well, you know, um, uh, somebody has told me recently that, you know, if you have a family member that's uh, stuck in the middle of one of those addictions that, you know, unfortunately have become so commonplace, you know, the drugs, the alcohol, the whatever. Um, if you have somebody in your family that is struggling with that, then you might relate to this. Uh, this person told me that for the person in our family that's struggling with those things, the only way they're really going to ever turn away from those habits and hurts, hang-ups, and come back to the life of reality and production and being a, a good citizen is when they no longer, the things that they're doing right now no longer work for them. Mm-hmm. So they said as long as they can still find food to fill their bellies, as long as they can still find a bed to sleep on at night, have a roof over their head or uh, whatever the needs are of life, as long as those are still working for them and they have an angle to work it, they're not gonna, they're not gonna bend a knee and say, I take responsibility for my poor choices, and now I want a better life. And I I want to uh, stop the struggle, this insanity. And I'm not sure if I'm making sense, but in the context of that, I can understand this topic that we're talking about today, that we can't really know freedom until we lose everything. Like I've heard someone say, you know, uh, we don't know that Jesus is all we need until Jesus is all we have. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it costs us. And and for those of us that try to live on this side of sobriety, where we we are in recovery and starting to kind of figure things out and getting things in perspective, we need not 
we need to hold on to that tightly. We need to remember how important that is to continue doing the right thing and stepping in the right ways and uh, working our recovery because we can so easily slip back into that, especially because we live in America where we grab at money, uh, grab at the next thing that comes up on TV. We're just always seeking the next better thing. I know I've done that before when really all that's necessary is giving up everything and yeah. walking with nothing. Yeah, and when, I, when I'm when i holding on to the things that I was holding on to before I got into recovery, I was protecting those things so I wasn't able. Yes. They, they were controlling my, yes. my emotions, like my public relations campaign and my deception campaign and my covering up my secrets campaign. It was all, everything was, that was, I, I didn't have freedom. I was a slave right. to those pursuits. Yes. And with nothing, I can just choose to pursue Christ. I can choose to pursue a better life. I can choose to pursue my sobriety and my recovery and that better life. That's not always awesome. It's not always roses. Uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's stinky, but it's, you know, by and large, the, the, the trend is good. Right. Well, I think that's, my dad would always say, walk in the light that you have. Um, in other words, God will only give us the light that we need for today to walk in today. And we may not have the answers for tomorrow. We may not have the light to walk into tomorrow. But if we have enough light for today, we can keep taking one step at a time. I'm sure that back in the days of the Bible, when they just had little, you know, kerosene lamps or whatever, they didn't have the high-powered high beams that we have today no. where we could click and see everything out in front of us for miles. <clears throat> Excuse me. But they could, they could only see a few steps in front of them, which is all that God requires of us. Um, but anyhow, yeah, good. it's a good topic to think about. And, and although losing stuff or not having stuff, whichever way it comes to us, sounds like a horrible thing sometimes it may be the best thing that's ever happened to us yes. seems like paul like in our lives like we can look back on days that were really lean mm -hmm. we didn't have much um we had enough yeah and we had god and we had each other and that was enough yeah and um although i don't want to go back and go through those again i can certainly relate to how it grew us and how those days now are a blessing to me because I realized that what was falling away from us were things that we didn't need anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to live in the crucible, but the crucible purifies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there were things that uh, I felt like those were years of coming clean. Yeah. Coming clean and throwing off the extra that we didn't need. Sure, so. yeah. Well, cool. Well, it it uh, we're going to kind of leave it at that for you for this week. We've got some things coming up. We have a... A Thanksgiving week show coming and we'll probably uh, um, be looking forward to having uh, Paxton Pantry back on talking about Thanksgiving because that's our, our tradition here. I was going to do uh, in, in the month of November, I heard Newsboys the other day. I thought, oh, maybe I'll do Newsboys November. I was like, well, you know, I've got all these songs that I need to get through. So I decided not to do that. But please, if you've got suggestions for songs, for words, for uh, show ideas, if you want to be on the show or you know someone who should be on the show, 
send me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Contact me on our Instagram or um, you can give me a call or a text at 760-608-1942. Don't forget that text to give number uh, if you want to financially support the show, 760-WALLS-CA. That's 925-5722. And uh, we just really appreciate all that you do uh, to keep the show going. Uh, just listening to it. You know, when I when I go to post the new show, I can see how many people listened last week. And it always makes me happy when there's numbers. Uh, <laughs> if, if I go to post a show and no one has done it, you know, I, I do a blog, uh, ministerofmocha.com. You can check that out on Mondays. And it shows me how many people read it in the last week. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's single digits. It's like, okay, well, all right. <laughs> but at least there's those people who are, you know, reading it. But uh, check it out. Uh, I'm a numbers guy, so the numbers make me happy. Uh, but uh, we really appreciate you being here. Uh, welcome to the holiday season. It is officially upon yes. us, uh, as Ross might say. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.